Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the Word Up Podcast, your daily Bible study companion. We hope you've been blessed by previous episodes. If you're new here, we'd like to say a big welcome. We believe you're not here by accident and we've got something great for you today. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, tea or juice and let's get right into it. I believe three different translations, the NLT, the KJV and the Amplified Bible sounds very sequential and seems like one version explains what the other was saying. So I'm going to read all three in the above sequence. This is very interesting. Please get ready for some exciting stuff. Matthew 28 and verse 19, the New Living Translation. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, assuming you asked yourself, how do I make disciples? Let's then read the King James Version to see how it was rendered. It reads, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now expounding further on that, the Amplified Bible reads, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, help the people to learn of me, believe in me and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That was Matthew 28 and verse 19. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus speaking here gives his disciples, not just the 12 with him, but all his disciples at that time, those present now, you and I inclusive, and those that will become his followers in the nearest and father's future. He gave us a clear instruction to go. That's an action word. The command comes with an action. Go. Understand that in our society today, all of our conversation is now based on what people feel. Such that little children, I mean even under fives, are not guided in the way of truth, but allowed to make decisions based on how they feel, albeit harmful. These grow up to think they could decide on any and every matter there is, but life is not that simple. Sometimes we have the opportunity to decide, and at other times we may not. Things are thrown at us and we deal with them the way they come. Another consequence of such style is that it makes us challenge the instructions of God. Maybe not challenge, but not acting promptly or not doing them at all because we don't feel like. We need to know where to draw the line between our feelings and instructions from God. I know I'm now shaking tables and someone is probably feeling uncomfortable very early on in this episode. This is when you should listen and don't go away. The word of God is for correction, for instruction in doctrine, to rebuke, to instruct. Our relationship with God is not centered on how we feel, but based on what he has done. Think about it. Imagine the price Jesus paid for you and I. If he considered his feelings, there would be no salvation today. We all will be wallowing in sin and headed for destruction. Let me take you back to Gethsemane, 
just before Jesus was arrested to be crucified, he prayed deeply at the garden and for a moment his feelings came into play, which was why he said, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, not my feelings, not my desires, but your will be done. Imagine that Jesus considered the kind of death he was going to die and changed his mind based on how he felt. There will be no salvation today. You could conclude by saying, oh, that's Jesus. But I've got tons of biblical examples to show. Let's examine the subject Abraham, who we call the father of faith, and sing his song so passionately, Abraham's blessings are mine. Let's see how he earned those blessings. The man called Abraham was formerly called Abram. God made a promise to him and changed his name to Abraham. He was about 75 years old when God told him his descendants would be as numerous as the stars of heaven. After he waited about 25 years, he finally got a child by his legitimate wife, Sarah, and was asked by God to sacrifice that child, his only son, whom he loved. Hmm. God knew he loved him so much. God knew he had another son called Ishmael, but requested for the child of promise, Isaac. Now let's think about this together. It was God who promised him that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars of the sky and same God was asking him to sacrifice him again. I suppose you might be thinking like me, saying, so God, how would your word be fulfilled? Another thought could be, why Isaac? Why not Ishmael? And another thought could be, why would you give me a child in my gray-haired age and take him back? You can be sure of the emotional attachment between Abraham and Isaac, especially because he was born by Sarah, his wife, and born in his old age. But because he put his feelings aside and obeyed God's instruction, till today he is remembered as the father of faith and we all want to be part of his blessed lineage. In fact, for everyone who belongs to Christ, according to scriptures, we are Abraham's seed. Can you imagine the connection that Abraham secured just because he put his feelings aside? Let's think about if Abraham acted on his feelings and preserved his son Isaac by not taking him to the mountain to be sacrificed as God instructed. He probably would have had a lovely family, more children possibly, but he would not have fulfilled his divine purpose of being the father of many nations and on Jesus' tree. Seems like a strong digression, but I'm certain God wants to deliver someone from acting based on their feelings to obeying his word, regardless of how they feel. As we see from examples, following your feelings does not make you less of a child of God, but it can hinder you from fulfilling God's divine purpose for your life. For we walk by faith, not by sight, and the just shall live by faith. A verse says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, to believe in me, and to obey my words, and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Having established that this is not a suggestion from Jesus or an appeal, 
but a commission. We have been given authority by the one who has all authority and power in heaven and on earth. He has commissioned us to go and help people know him by teaching them his word, by showing them an exemplary Christian life of righteousness and obedience in faith and love. We have also been commissioned to baptize them in the name, mark that singular, of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them the unity of the Godhead in Trinity and their operations. Do not assume everyone has heard about Jesus, even though you are in a big city. Until you tell someone about Jesus, don't assume they know him. We were at a shopping mall, my wife and I, a few days after Christmas last year. And while she was in the fitting room, I chatted to the guy who guarded the fitting rooms and asked if he knew Jesus. I was surprised he said no. And then I began to tell him about Christ. Dear friends, Jesus says, and I quote, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If you are already in the way, Christ has given us the ministry of reconciliation to show others the way and help them find it in the most dynamic way. This is the best gift you can give to anyone. I'd like to draw the curtain here today. What are some life lessons we can learn from this verse? Number one, soul winning is not an appeal. It is a commission to all Christians and we will be examined on how well we fulfilled that commission. Lesson number two, let us walk by faith, not by feelings. Feelings can rob us of God's plans for our lives. Lesson number three, the best gift you can give to anyone is the good news about Christ. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we thank you for your word which has come forth today. We ask, dear Father, that you give us the boldness to go. We come against every spirit of fear, every timidity. We ask that you give us the courage to speak your word everywhere, in season and out of season, and that you confirm your words with signs and wonders. Thank you, dear Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thanks for tuning into the Word of Podcast today. We hope you've been inspired by God's word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. We'll be delighted to read from you. You could also do it by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up Podcast. God bless you. Bye-bye.